The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, the Celtic boss, Brendan Rogers, has found himself in hot water because of this exchange with a BBC journalist, Jane Lewis. Because, like I say, there's a story being written about this group. Uh, so, uh, but we will write our own story. Can you give no. us a bit more? You can't give no, us. You don't want no. to give us a bit more insight no. into that and what you mean no. by that. No, no, no. You know exactly what I mean. I'm not. I'm. Not, I'm actually not sure. I do exactly know, know okay. what you mean. Okay. Can you? Can you no. tell us? People might be interested to know. To, to no, no. But but you. But you're the one that's bringing that yes, up. Absolutely. So so, I, yeah. so can you not give okay. us some more on it? Done. Good guy. Well done. Cheers. <laughs> okay. So I'm not sure if you picked at the very end of it, but it is the last couple of words that has Brendan Rogers in hot water uh, to try to wrap things up and to get rid of the pesky questioning. He just says, "Good girl." Uh, to uh, Jane Lewis. So people are demanding, first of all, an apology. But the other thing that's happened is it has prompted uh, people online uh, to share their own experiences of of what they're describing as casual sexism, though uh, some people might reject uh, uh, the use of the word casual there, uh, in 2024. Uh, With me to discuss Hannah Quinn Mulligan, journalist and farmer. Hannah, it's uh, always good to talk to you. Um, I mean, does this type of thing exist still to a large degree? I don't know. Has anyone ever shut you down in an interview saying good girl at the end if there was an awkward question? I don't, well, I don't, I don't think so. I don't think anyone I'd be, would do I'd that mis- I feel misgendered if someone did that Would you? Yeah. Oh, well, that's probably another conversation. <laughs> but like, I doubt anyone's ever said good boy to you either. No, like, absolutely it, it, it's, not. It, it's really condescending. Like the thing about that, like there was no, it wasn't even casual. It was very deliberately patronising. And I read afterwards that the journalist came out and said, look, she's not going to make a big deal of it and she doesn't think anything was that much amiss with it. But the issue is that she is also a woman working in a male-dominated industry. And if she comes out and says that that Celtic boss was sexist, you know, he has a lot of friends in the industry as well. So is that going to then negatively impact her later on as well? Oh, so so you, like, uh, listen, we don't know uh, uh, Jane Lewis's motivations, but you suspect there might be a concern there that she could be kind of she, she she could be kind of uh, um, given the cold shoulder by those she needs help from. Exactly. Yeah, that's part of the part she, of the problem there. If she were there. an uppity woman uh, with the temerity <laughs> to, to complain. Well, would I don't know what I mean. Not to kind of make a joke of it, would but you know. Would a man ever be, would a man ever be uppity? Would I a man think men ever can be, be uppity. Can you not? No, I think there can be uppity men out there. But it is this whole thing to do about, you know, what we call women who we, we perceive as being a boss or being bossy. You know, there's different labelling for women as there is for men. And that's because throughout history, it's been very gendered, the roles played by women and the roles played by men. And we see that playing out even our, in our own upcoming referendum um, next next week. And, you know, that's an issue for people de- dealing with. You know, we live and work in a patriarchal society. Men hold a lot more positions of power. We only have to look at our own parliament to see that. So, I mean, are these views still then pervasive or are they kind of a, a legacy of of times past when they might have been more pronounced? I mean, I don't think it's necessarily even a legacy. I think sexism is very real and alive mm. today. Um, I, like I said, I think we only have to look at the positions of power that are held by men compared to the positions of power that are held by women. And even, you know, for my own age group, you know, I'm in my early, early-ish 30s. I'm still there. But like I have mid-30s, friends. Mid-30s, Hannah. <laughs> when people say early it's like I'm when people say mid, it's like when people say mid to late. But, but they always sad. mean late. <laughs> what's sad is that I actually have friends who are younger than me, who are definitely in their early, early 30s, even <laughs> late 20s. And what they are doing is they are 
hampering their career prospects now. Like one of them was actually offered um, quite a substantial um, pay rise and promotion. Mm. And she turned it down because she's planning on getting married this year and planning on having children and says that she won't be able to juggle the two. You know, there's still this thing in society that women are going to do the lion's share of the housekeeping and the childminding and that, that there is no flexibility within a workplace still to allow women to be able to take promotions at work and to mind children or that flexibility doesn't exist equally for men either to step up and to take on the childminding role. But it's so sad. Like, where are we going if, if we think a hundred years ago women had to fight for the vote um, and I went on hunger strike to fight for the vote and yet now in today's age women are deciding, no, I can't take that promotion because otherwise I can't have any kind of family life. Dude, you, you mentioned the fact that, you know, w- w- within Jane Lewis's world, there, there's much more men than women, you know, in the mm-hmm. world of football and sport in general. Um, uh, um, and certainly the sport that kind of gets attention, if we put it that way, not in terms of participation, but the sport that gets attention on television. Um, so is this worse in, in, in different industries, do you suspect? I think, I mean, like uh, football is a difficult industry. I think we saw with the Spanish women's team as well, despite their success, there was a huge controversy there and rightfully so, you know, if you force your lips on someone else's lips, you know, that's, that's, that's sexual abuse. That's what that is. But um, yeah, definitely some industries are worse than others. And we can see that from the figures. I mean, my own industry, the farming industry, um, there's only the 13% of the farms in Ireland are run by women. And yet we know that a far higher um, figure, a far higher number of women are working on farms every single day. Um, and they're always in the background. You know, they're just always, always in in the background. And uh, that, that's, that's a major issue. And it's difficult as well, because what you find in workplaces is actually, Actually, a lot of sexism is dealt out by other women, and that's because of competition. There yeah. are fewer roles and positions there for women, um, or and the competition is more intense. So actually, that's why that's why men really need to come on board because usually they're in a position of power where they could be more generous um, in terms of giving out um, other positions of power and promotions to women. Uh, one listener says, "I've had to get used to good girl as a nurse." Everyone says it mm-hmm. to you. Uh, so just uh, one experience of many coming in on the text line on 087-1400-106. Hannah Quinn Mulligan, journalist and farmer. Hannah, thank you as always uh, for speaking to us and thank you uh, for the time. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.